You are listening to the Doug Hagman Radio Show. And now the man behind the mic, a private investigator with over 30 years under his belt, Doug Hagman. Well, good evening, everyone. This is a special Sunday, Sunday night broadcast of the Hagman Report. I'm the spokesperson for the Hagman Report uh, tonight, Doug Hagman. The Mueller investigation, the Mueller report was dropped on Friday, of course, Saturday. There were some things that took place behind the scenes I want to tell you about. And then, of course, today, the Attorney General of the United States, William Barr, had uh, written a four-page summary, which was submitted to Lindsey Graham, Gerald Nadler, Feinstein, and uh, Doug Collins. Now, Lindsey Graham, of course, is the chairman of the Judiciary Committee of the Senate. Nadler is the chairman for the Judiciary uh, Committee on the Judiciary for the House. Feinstein, of course, the ranking member committee on the Judiciary for the Senate. And Collins is the ranking member committee on the Judiciary for the House. All right. So having said that, the report itself by Mueller was released to attorney the Department of Justice Friday. So we know that. Uh, and of course, the clamoring and the clanking for information about what's in this report. Oh my goodness, we need to know. There needs to be full transparency. All right, that's uh, of course. So, in response to the feeding frenzy by the public and especially by the left, William Barr issued a four-page statement, four-page summary. I've got the report. Basically, he says, "I've got the report." Here's what it says. Now, I'm going to cite, and of course you can find this report on the internet, but I'm going to cite uh, specific passages on this or from this uh, letter. It, it starts out by saying, as a supplemental, there's a supplement to the notification provided on Friday, March 22nd. I'm writing today to advise you of the principal conclusions reached by Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III to inform you about the status of my initial review of the report he's, he's prepared. All right. So, and of course, the background, the uh, confidential report explaining the prosecution of declination decisions he has reached as required by 28 CFR section 600.8 subsection C. This report called a report on the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. And he, he writes that, look, I'm, I'm still looking this over, but uh, he, he says, I, I believe in the, uh, it's in the public interest to describe the report and to summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel the results of an investigation. And he explains that the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that members now listen carefully, members of the presidential campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election or sought to obstruct the related federal investigations. There's two elements here. There's the actual collusion in, in, in the dreaded air quotes, and then there's the investigation into obstructing the investigation into the collusion, all right? Everyone follows, I'm sure. We've heard this a million times, right? Now, I don't even think that's hyperbole at this point. Notes bar, there were 19 lawyers as part of the Mueller investigation, 
Now, before I go any further, I want you to think about you holding any office or, or you even being the CEO of a, oh, I don't know, of a, uh, a large company. And you are accused of wrongdoing. And he, you wake up on a Monday morning, brand new job, we'll say. You wake up on a Monday morning and are faced with the following. Here's what Donald Trump was faced with day one. Day one of the special counsel. A team of 19 lawyers, a team of 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, and other assorted professional staff. That's, that's what comprised the Mueller team. How much did this cost? Well, a lot. How's that? The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas. That's over 2,800 subpoenas. They executed almost 500 search warrants. They obtained more than 230 orders for communication records issued almost 50 orders authorizing the use of pen registers. Now, for those who don't know what pen registers are, that, that's the old school analog type uh, device, which includes now the, uh, uh, the, the more modern communications, the digital communications. But what pen registers do, very simply, is they record outgoing, the, the telephone number, uh, the, the number you dial. That's all. That, that's what a pen register does. And, and that's an old school term, uh, wiretapping term, um, used long ago during the days of, you know, normal telephones, not cell phones. Pen register is a device, very simply, that records the number dialed. Very simple. Dialed number recorder. I don't know how else to describe it. Records all numbers called from a from a uh, particular telephone line. That's a pen register. So, almost 50 of those, they made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. Wow. That's the scope of the investigation. Understand this. The... The special counsel did not, was not limited, had no limitations by time, by expense, or by resources. So, at some point, you've got to say, okay, we're going to call this. We're going to call this investigation. And that's what happened on Friday. And why Friday? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? All of the news is dumped on Friday, the news of importance, and of course, over the weekend, You've got heads exploding all, all across the media sphere. And, and this is why, just so people understand, this is why we don't jump on things right away. Because 99% of those people who are spouting their mouths off on the internet or in, uh, on the media or page shills, hacks, or whatever, they, they had, no one's seen this report. You've you got to understand, no one has seen this report except for Mueller, his team, and Barr, and whoever Barr might have assigned uh, along with him within the attorney general's office to review the report. So anyone talking out there, no one has officially, maybe I should put it that way, has officially seen this report. 
So really, right now, what is there to talk about? Well, nothing until this letter by Barr, dated today, submitted earlier today, came out. Now we've got something to talk about. So up to this point, really, few, very few individuals have anything to say about this. There is one representative, one person who has seen at least one, and there's more, but Representative John Ratcliffe has seen every document related to this investigation, and he appeared this morning on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Barromo. He saw every document related to this investigation. He's one of few people. Devin Nunes, of course. But even the Democrats who are yammering about this never saw, have not seen the report. But that's not going to stop anything. And and, and I want to say, if, if I would pick a title or a theme for this special report tonight, this is just the beginning. Folks, it is far from over, and this is going to put everyone into overdrive. And I want people to be prepared for this. Because what is coming next is not going to be pretty. What is coming next at the hands of the Democratic Socialists, in particular, the members of the communist element, that's my, those are my words, my descriptive phrase, in my opinion, who want to take down this government, working in conjunction. By the way, they're the ones working in conjunction with the Communist Party, and their objective is to take down President Donald Trump. That's my opinion based on reasoned investigation of analysis. But but let me go on citing the, the Attorney General letter dated today. Sunday, March 24th, 2019. He writes that the special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with the, with his investigation, all of which have been publicly disclosed. Now, uh, understand this. The Russian interfer- interference in the 2016 presidential election, foreign governments have been interfering in our electoral process forever, ever since it's, it's longstanding. But with respect to the Russian interference, I'm going to, as, as William Barr broke this down, I'll just follow along with the breakdown. The part of the Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, he writes that the it's divided into two parts. This investigation and report is divided into two parts. The first, the first, of course, is the Russian interference aspect in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Now, I, I get that. It describes the results of the special counsel's investigations into Russian interference. The report outlines the Russian effort to influence the election and documents crime documents uh, crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. Now, it's here's the thing. It's on both sides. It is not collusion with President Trump that, he, that he's talking about or any member of his team. It is against the system. It is against our system of government because people have a tendency to believe that Russia, well, you know, it's their friends and, you know, okay, you know, everything's fine. Look, they want to conquer us, as does communist China. But I digress. So the report explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals, and I would add especially individuals, associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find the Trump campaign or anyone, anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election. 
In fact, he cites, Barr cites from the report itself. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Can you hear that sound? That's the sound of Maxine Waters and and uh, Feinstein and, and Nadler and, and all those other mopes. Their heads exploding. Oh, there's everything on the walls. We had to clean the walls. Now, the the investigation did determine, and I don't think this is any any big deal. I mean, well, that's, no, I shouldn't. No, I don't think this is any any stretch that there were two main Russian efforts to influence the uh, 2016 election. The first involved attempts by a Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, IRA for short, interesting, to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the United States designed to sow social discord, eventually with the aim of interfering with the election. Now, think about this. Mission accomplished, but by whose hand? Where is the discord coming from? Where is this chasm? This, it's by the democratic socialist operatives. Because when you break down that specific uh, operation, it was minimal compared to the reaction by the Democratic Socialists, whose hatred for President Donald Trump outweighed any consideration for the good of the United States. Now, the second element involved in the Russian government efforts to conduct computer hacking. Okay, there's there's kind of a there's two parts to the report. Part one is the Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, and then. Uh, kind of subsections to that, and the subsection of that, second subsection of that is the Russian government's efforts to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. This happened on both sides, by the way. But anyway, the special counsel found that the Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails from persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and Democratic Party. Okay, okay, really? And of course, uh, publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. All, all right. Re- remember back in 2016? Okay. I'll, I'll stipulate to that. And it was from those activities, the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers for conspiring to hack, in, hack into computers in the United States for purposes of influencing the election. But as noted above, the special counsel did not find, did not find that any member of the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with any of the Russians or Russian government or anybody, despite multiple, multiple offers from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. Boy, that's got to make people angry, right? Oh, there must be something more to it than that. Okay, so the Russian interference as part one of two parts of this particular report. Yeah, there, there was interference, but you know what? It, it, Donald Trump, or neither Donald Trump nor any member of his campaign staff, circle of friends, whatever, relatives, dogs, dog sitters, no, nobody, nobody conspired with the Russians. Now, here's the second part. Just breaking it down for you. Obstruction of justice. 
So this specific part addresses the number of actions by the president, most of which have been the subject of public reporting. The special counsel investigated is potentially raising objection, of, uh, uh, raising obstruction of justice concerns. Now, this from the report itself, after making a quote a thorough factual investigation into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards governing prosecution and declination decisions, but ultimately determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. Now, that's a bunch of legalese mumbo-jumbo. What does that say? Well, ain't nothing there. How's that? I just summarized it for you. Nothing there in terms of obstruction of justice either. Now, it adds, Barr adds, that the special counsel did not draw a conclusion one way or the other as to whether the examined conduct constituted obstruction. So what does that mean? And this is, trust me on this, it is only the beginning. This is not the end. This is far from the end. As an investigator, I can only, I can only tell you what, what's based on my, my experiences. When, when I investigated uh, criminal activity, an investigator does not come to conclusions. We, as an investigator, you gather facts and submit it to, we'll say, the, um, uh, the, the district attorney, or in this case, the attorney general or the, the prosecutor, whatever it might be. You investigate. Here's what happened. You know, you write it out. You document everything. Here are the exhibits or the documents attached to your report. But you never say, you never write a conclusion because that is a matter of law, not for law enforcement, not for investigators. That's a matter for a prosecution or for a prosecutor to decide. It's not the investigator's decision. An investigator is just a gatherer of facts. And, and that's in the capacity of Robert Mueller and his team, I could tell you this. This is the very area, and listen carefully because I, 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 I've seen this happen before. This is where the entire situation will be convoluted and the Democratic left will be screaming and stomping and saying, well, and pressuring the attorney general to file criminal charges. Oh, one can look at the report and look at the facts and say, you know what? There's nothing here. There's nothing chargeable. Think back to Comey. And this is an extreme example of political bias, but nonetheless, think back to Comey. Comey did something. He broke a cardinal rule of an investigative body. Remember his his long discourse about Hillary Clinton and the servers and such? And he said, we determined that no reasonable prosecutor would take this or whatever. That's not his job for crying out loud. But nonetheless, he said that and put the A.G. Lynch at that point in a certainly an awkward position. But this is what's going to happen. The Democratic Socialist left, they're going to jump on this and say, okay, you, 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 Mueller, you didn't make the decision. Well, based on the facts, we will. We're going to go after it. And they're going to do it through their committees. 
And that's why I say it's not the begin or it's not the end, it's the beginning. And they're also going to go after Donald Trump as well in the district courts specifically and watch this watch this i'm warning you i'm telling you southern district of new york they're going to go after president trump with with a renewed vigor because yesterday on the 23rd pelosi at about 3 or 3 30 p.m eastern time called a meeting of the democratic caucus and said hey we got to do something the report's out. Uh, we got to demand transparency and on and on and on and on. But l- let me continue with Barr's letter here. The special counsel's decision to, to describe the facts of his, of his instruction, uh, obstruction investigation without reaching any legal conclusions, <clears throat> excuse me, leaves it to the AG to determine whether the conduct described in the report constitutes a crime. Over the course, again, this is where that this is where the door is left open for continued prosecution, and, and in my view, lawfare and the attacks on President Trump will only worsen. They'll not just continue; they'll worsen. Over the course of because Mueller could not say, "Well, look, um, there's nothing here." I mean, he essentially. If he would have, look, if he would have had the goods, he would have brought the goods and he would have led with the goods. Believe me, I've written many investigative reports, absolutely many, hundreds, if not thousands of investigative reports. My name, I signed my name and wrote, wrote them all. And I'll tell you, you, you lead with the goods. If you don't have the goods, you, you certainly write up some flowery language to make it sound like you know what the heck you're talking about and you got it. You kind of step to the edge, you know. And I've testified too in court and federal and state and local courts and and such where, I mean, you really push it. If you have an agenda to take someone down, you push it. And I know this, okay. If you can't... uh, What's that old saying? If you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, you baffle them with the BS, basically. But anyway, you get the idea. If you don't have the goods, you, you, you certainly do a lot of double talking, and that's what, what's going on here. But the door was left open because Mueller said, okay, here's the evidence, and you decide. Now, we saw most of the alleged obstruction, of course. And and this is what I'm familiar with, too, because now you're talking at the level of Roger Stone and, and Dr. Corsi. And, and believe me, I, I like both of those individuals. I'm familiar with both of those individuals. I've had discussions with those individuals. But I'm, I'm only saying this as an example. It's at that level now. Now it's at that level. It's not at the presidential level. It's not. No. Okay, so <clears throat> after... Uh, Reviewing the special counsel's final report on these, these issues, states bar, and consulting with uh, department officials, including the Office of Legal Counsel, and applying the principles of federal prosecution that guide our charging decisions. Listen to this. Deputy Att- Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, where have we heard that name before? And I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is insufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Okay. Cue the heads exploding again. So, Barr and Rosenstein said, nope, no collusion. 
No obstruction. No obstruction. Now, kind of a... a Kind of an interesting sentence as well. Our determination was made without regard to, and it's not based on the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president. Huh? Let me state that one more time. So you you get Barr and Rosenstein get you know, sitting in, you know in the office in the AG's office, right, having a cup of coffee or whatever. And they're talking back and forth. Well, hey, Rod, here's a report. Yeah, Bill, okay, here's a report. I can just, you know, now what are we going to do? Hmm. And believe me, Rosenstein's no friend of uh, Donald Trump. You know that, right? You you, you, you all know that. Barr, well, Barr is what who Barr is. But anyway, so they're sitting around, and, and they write this sentence. Well, this sentence appears in the four-page letter. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense, period. Period. End of story. Our determination was made without regard to and is not based on the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president. Look, we don't have to drill down any further than we don't have to we don't have to really parse that sentence except to say, well that just kind of that's a qualifier to the previous sentence. That's all. Because we know that people's heads are going to be exploding over this. And the media is going to have a meltdown. And and, and who knows what this is going to bring. Continuing on, in making this determination, we noted that the special counsel recognized that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in underlying in an underlying crime related to the Russian election interference. And that while not determinative, uh, yeah, I can talk, right? Yeah. The absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. There's the word intent there. Remember, that came up with uh, Comey and Hillary. But okay. Generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction, the government would need to prove beyond any reasonable doubt or a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in obstructive conduct with a sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplating proceeding. In other words, um, it's 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 a you've got to prove that there was. Uh, I'll use the word conspiracy. Look, I know what's going on, so I'm going to deliberately obstruct the forward momentum of an investigation. Didn't happen. Did not happen. That's what they're saying. Maybe inadvertently or or maybe through others, but it certainly didn't happen with President Trump. (coughs) And and this other one, this other sentence, in cataloging, cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, thank God, the report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct, had a nexus to pending or contemplating proceedings, or and were done with uh, corrupt intent. Each of which, under the department's principles of federal prosecution, guiding, charging decisions, would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice offense. In other words, they don't have it. It doesn't exist. That's all that matters. So there's just a recap. Two parts to this report, the Mueller report. The first part 
is Russian interference in the 2016 presidential elections. Did it happen? Oh, yeah, it did. But it's been happening. And the second part, was there obstruction on President Trump's part or any member of his circle, team, family, dog, dog sitter, whatever? No, didn't happen. The status of the department's review. Final, final section of this letter. And, and it's, that's just a conclusion. It's really a con- uh, conclusion of the letter. The relevant regulations contemplate that the special counsel report will be a confidential report to the AG. And this goes back to uh, the uh, tenets of the Office of the Special Counsel, which appears in the Federal Register. And you, you can look at this at 64 Federal Register 37,038 through uh, 37,040 and 41 dated July 9th, 1999, but you don't have to do that. I mean, go go ahead and do it. And you can find this report on the internet. Um, And and the the bottom line here, well, the the final paragraph, as I observed in my initial notification, the special counsel regulations provide that the attorney general may determine that public release of notifications to your respective committees would be in the public, uh, would be in the public interest. This, as stated in 28 CFR section 600.9, subsection C. So, will this report be released? Could it be released? It could very well be released, depending on... uh, It could be released. And President Trump today called for its release uh, through his... At least, that's my take on it, at least through his remarks um, as he was traveling out, out of the White House. Walking out of the White House. Now that that's that's my review, but here is the other side of this. In my view, and I think people need to be mindful of this, and I think everyone is pretty mindful of this. Anyone would have to be absolutely just out of it, not to know that for I don't know how many seven hundred days, roughly, that Mueller has been working again working with 19, 19 um, bloodthirsty lawyers intent on taking down the President of the United States. 2,800, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, and on and on and on. Okay, I, I mean, you get where I'm going with this? And they couldn't find anything. This is not going to be acceptable to the mainstream captured corporate mass media, and this is not going to be acceptable to the Democratic Socialists in Congress and and, 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 in our our legislative body. This is not going to be acceptable to the Democratic operatives, Democratic Socialist operatives out there, and they are going going to double down. But the other part of this is the fact that the media colluded with the uh, left, including Hillary, Diane Rodham, the Yak Clinton, and also uh, the media con- uh, colluded with people like John Brennan. Of course, they absorbed Brennan into their fold and Comey and others to take down a lawfully elected sitting president, that is President Donald Trump. And they are not stopping. It's been more than two years they've claimed mainstream media has claimed, oh, there's evidence of collusion. See, the indictments of the Russians, evidence of collusion. No, it was, it's standard operating procedure by the Russians and by other foreign entities. But you have just this constant barrage by the mainstream captured corporate mass media of the attempted takedown of President Donald Trump. Well, there is nothing now. 
And where does this all where does this fall at? It falls at the feet of Barack Hussein, bathhouse Barry, in my view, Obama. That's where it falls, right there. And the intelligence communities, including but not limited to John Brennan, and of course James Comey and Loretta Lynch. But we know this. You know this. You know this. And the the, the real purveyors of the big conspiracy theories include. MSNBC, you've got Chris Matthews, Rachel Maddow, and then you've got the late night programs. You've got all of these these particular entities colluding to take down the President of the United States. And this is only going to get worse because now what do they have left? Now that Mueller is out of the picture, well, they can hang their hat on. Maybe there's a little crack in the door open for the obstruction. Maybe Mueller had to leave that door open a little bit because he had nothing else. That, that's the only thing possibly we can all maybe stretch and we can squint and possibly make it. But now what's left? I'm going to tell you what, I, here's what I believe is going to take place. We have seen lawfare. We've seen censorship. We've seen banning uh, we've seen um, other tactics of the left in conjunction with the social media platforms, in conjunction with the, with the media itself. Lawfare, much of much of that had the lawfare component to this. Don't underestimate that because when and, and let me explain lawfare. Lawfare, in at least in my, uh, for me to explain it, <clears throat> would be to file a case against President Donald Trump for example, by attorneys or, or whoever, attorneys working on behalf of the Democratic Socialists, especially Obama. Remember, he never left Washington. He is running, Obama is running a shadow government, at least in my view, as well as Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is a disruptor. Obama is a little bit more refined than that. Hillary Clinton is... is kind of a gangster in my view. Obama is more of a polished Manchurian candidate um, shadow government type. But the origins, in order to disrupt and to displace President Donald Trump and his agenda, there's going to be lawsuits flying everywhere. And there have been. There's been obstruction at every turn against President Trump's agenda and policies and procedures, and you understand what I'm saying. These are only going to increase. That, to me, is the pure definition of lawfare. You weaponizing the legal system in order to stop the forward progression of a particular person or their efforts. That's my definition of lawfare. Just so I'm just so we're clear on this. Now, you also have a house right now that is democratically controlled. Let me rephrase that. That's also controlled by a bunch of Muppet socialists, communist wannabes. And you've got a bunch of spineless Republicans, in my view, who who will roll over and take it like a battered spouse or, or suffering either from Stockholm Syndrome or the battered spouse syndrome. Meanwhile, the, the Democratic Socialists are not playing by the rules. 
while the Republicans, if you want to, and, and I get the fact, don't send me emails. I get the fact that there's no Democrat Republican. There's no right and left. I, I, I mean, there's no Democrat Republican designations. I understand that. But you have to have a, a certain point of discussion. So let, let it be that. So that's where we are as we look look upon the week ahead. Trust me when I tell you that there will be hell to pay. That the Democratic Socialists will just blow, um, do whatever they can. Because look, look back for the month, the, the, the time following President Trump's election. There has been this unrelenting onslaught from, and I'm going to use this word deliberately, cells, cells, anti-President Trump, anti-Donald Trump cells inside federal bureaucracies, inside of the Democratic Party, inside the Republican Party, inside the media. There are cells. There are a network of organizations working in conjunction with one another to take down President Trump. And they're not going to stop until he's out of office by any means necessary. Now, what are their motivations? I think we all can agree their motivations of the of the people and the entities behind what amounts to this this in well unnamed coup coup attempt coup d'état their motivations are go much deeper than anyone has than most people have considered look i know you've considered the motivations the ideology what drives a person for example what drives john brennan what drives comey is it this narcissistic tendency is it money is it power what is it it's all of that, but it's something even bigger, I believe. It's this ideology that's the driver of their actions. But remember, belief is the driver of actions. They believe in the existence of a communist utopia in, in, the, in the form of the United States. And the person standing in their way is President Trump. And President Trump is only a speed bump between them and you, them and us. Now, that sounds pretty simplistic, and it is. We don't have to make this too hard. But President Trump, as I've long said, is the speed bump to this this new world order, and I know that phrase just, oh, gosh, I, I don't even like saying it. Because that, that has a connotation of conspiracy and idiocy. But But the bottom line is, the collective centralization of power. They want to, they, they, the communist utopians, as written by William Murray and uh, Charles Sasser and others that we've had on the Hagman Report. Look, they want this country destroyed and made in the image of their communist utopia. There's no other way to say this. And the real Russian collusion is not with Donald Trump and the Russians. The real collusion here, domestically, is 
the communists, the fellow travelers. Again, I cite Diana West. If, if you don't do anything else, read her latest work, The Red Thread, titled, a again, her latest work, The Red Thread, A Search for Ideological Drivers Inside the Anti-Trump con- Conspiracy. That book has received praise from Frank Gaffney and, and others, uh, many others, but, but the this book um, explains the ideology or the drivers of the action we're seeing, okay? And, and really, and the players too, there has been more Russian conspiracy on the left than anywhere else. Of course, Hillary Clinton, you had Podesta. And by the way, Podesta has great ties to Russia. More ties to Russia than Donald Trump does, I'll tell you that. But when you look at the elements, for example, uh, of the left, you have Bruce Orr at the Department of Justice, Nellie Orr, his wife. Um, I mean, need I go on? You had... uh, Comey, of course, covering for Hillary Clinton. By the way, this special counsel was not done simply to cover the crimes of the Clinton era and the Obama regime. It was not done for that. No, 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 no. Not just for that. That happened to be a consequence. I I would not minimize. Please, I would not minimize this. And you'll hear, hear other conservatives talk about this. And I think by saying, well, Mueller was just a smokescreen for the crimes of Hillary Clinton. That's true. But it's much more than that. Because if you rest your uh, thought process on that, you're, it's, that's not, you're minimizing what's going on here. Tremendously minimizing what's going on. Before I, I don't want to continue in this regard. I want to just... I mean, I want to continue this without uh, stopping too much on any one particular point. Um, You're going to have the Democratic Socialists. Look for this. They intend to impeach President Trump regardless of whatever is made public uh, of this report. Now, the question – oh, the other thing too, and and this is from Devin Nunes, um, and and I paraphrase here. The House Intel – will make criminal referrals to bar on the FBI, Department of Justice, and uh, the officials within the Obama regime who perpetrated the hoax that is the dossier. This, now, again, watch the punch and counterpunch. I don't know how else to describe that. The chess move and then the, uh, I don't like to even use that. But watch the action and reaction. Um, you've got this two-year witch hunt that has yet to gone yet to be answered by President Trump or anyone really on the conservative side, other than just a, a handful. Oh, you know the other thing. I, sorry about this. I should back up here and, and mention this. Uh, Barr is restricted somewhat in what he can release because within I forgot to say this early on, and I apologize, but. Um, the special counsel report contains information related to grand jury proceedings, and, and there are laws that prohibit the release of information and place extreme restrictions on and actually provide criminal penalties for the release of 
grand jury testimony. So we we may see a redacted, heavily redacted version, especially as it relates to the grand jury proceedings that were that took place with respect to this. But this report bankrupted, or this investigation bankrupted quite a few people. This investigation harassed quite a few people, including and especially President Trump and, and members of his team. Think General Flynn and others. I mean, it's it's the damage inflicted. The damage inflicted by the Democratic Socialist Left it's 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 far exceeds any alleged collusion or interference in the 2016 election by the Russians. Remember. Of course, the intent here is to cause chaos, create chaos, create so division, and mission accomplished by the Democratic Socialist Left. Mission accomplished. So um, that's so. Getting back to what I was just saying here. Now, what's going to happen next? Because everyone is is waiting with bated breath here. What's going to take place next, and what can we expect next? I think I think what we're going to see is a. Uh, uh, I, I think we are going to see some level of disclosure and President Trump turning the tables on the Democratic Socialist left. To what extent, I don't know. And I don't think anyone knows. Uh, and, and those who say they know, don't know. Those who know, don't talk. Simple as that. And um, I look at this as a, an exoneration of President Trump. In fact, something that we very few people could pass this in this intensive investigation. No Russian collusion, no obstruction, no conspiracy. Two years spent. And how much money was spent on this? And, and I don't want to talk just to talk, believe me. But when you look at this, you've got people like Democrat Al Green is still pushing for impeachment despite President Trump being exonerated. You have a CNN reporter saying it's pro-Donald Trump. It's the pro-Donald Trump media that got the collusion wrong. Are you serious? Okay, you've got... Um, do, do, we, do, do I need to continue on this? I don't think I do. What we, what we need to look at here now is the what are the democratic socialists going to do in the absence of collusion and and uh, obstruction what are, what are the democratic socialists going to do what's the reaction going to be on the by the masses on the left i can get look i can tell you be careful be careful that's what i tell my dog when we go for a walk careful you know, when she nears like the storm sewers, careful. And she always looks at me like, okay. And she walks around the storm sewers because, you know, you don't want to get her paws caught in the thing. But, but careful because there will be blowback and there will be organized blowback, not organic, but blowback on the streets. Now, that might not happen immediately, but I can assure you it is being coordinated as I speak. But the real collusion here, and what I think is going to be pressed, is the collusion between Clapper and people like uh, Victor Pinchuk and uh, others 
and I say Pinchuk, if you don't know who that is, um, you got to go back to the uh, meeting in the Trump Tower and the attempts to 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 frame President Trump, to, the attempts to set him up. You can read Spygate by bon, Dan Bongino. He explains all of the players in this. But uh, uh, so you you can expect to see uh, extreme blowback, and also Schumer, Pelosi. They're going to attack Bill Barr. Whether, I mean, the infighting now is going to be so great. The uh, the, the Democratic Socialist left is going to demand the, the full release of the report and all of the underlying documents. But, I mean, that's a given. But what I think, here's, and what I think is, what I think, based on everything I've researched over the last uh, 36 hours, 48 hours, you're going to see some level of exposure to Obama, whether anything is done about this or not, I don't know, but that will prove that Obama knew about the surveillance and there was human physical surveillance, I mean, using human intelligence assets inside the campaign of Donald Trump at the behest of the Department of Justice under Lynch. You're going to find that Obama knew about the surveillance. You're going to find out that uh, Clapper, I'm sorry, Brennan and Clapper, but Brennan specifically, in conjunction with other members of the intelligence communities, the five eyes, especially the UK and Australia, worked in conjunction to frame Donald Trump. Brennan, that's right, Brennan, the Manchurian Muslim. Clapper went along with this. And the one white hat, white knight here is Admiral Michael Rogers. Go back to the beginning. Go back to the 2016 time period. So, if they can't get him legally, and and this is what I'm con- very concerned about, if they can't get Donald Trump legally through Mueller, and, and obviously they can't, they can attempt to exploit the obstruction door open a little bit there uh, that I mentioned earlier. But now they've got to do it some other way. Yes, there's lawfare, as I mentioned. Yes, there is uh, just simple obstructionist policies and procedures that I mentioned, yes. But now they're out of options, and, and they're desperate. And you know what happens when people become desperate, right? Desperate people do desperate things. The real collusion, of course, is between... Obama and Clinton and the Russians. That's the real collusion. That's not conspiracy theory. Mueller himself in in the form of Uranium One. That's the real collusion. The question is, will anyone on the right in any position of authority and power, do they have the will, the desire to go after these criminals? And if so, what will that mean for the country? 
We're a con- we, right now we are a country divided. We are so divided. We're divided, and this division was not, well, most assuredly, uh, we could blame the Russians. But more importantly, at least in my view, we can blame the Democratic Socialists for this division. They're the ones that have divided us along political lines, which we we see here. Their political ideology. Because remember, communism, socialism, that's their small g God. That's their God. We're divided along moral and spiritual lines. The democratic socialists love death more than they love life, much like the Islamic terrorists love death more than they love life. We're divided in so many different ways. So the question remains at this point, what will happen? I do, I do, as I said, I do predict that, uh, I do suspect that there will be riots. Watch Portland, watch the Pacific Northwest, because there are a bunch of Looney Tunes out there anyway. Not all of you, of course, but, but none of these, none of these, uh, uh, none of this will be organic. Do not fall. Please do not fall for the fact, well, this was a spontaneous, uh, or a spontaneous protest, no, these are highly organized protests and funded by billionaire radicals. Remember, walking around out there, you still have, uh, you know, the numbskulls from the weather underground. You still have those people in positions of, of authority or somewhat positions of authority, influence. You still have the uh, the operatives from the, the the people who were riding in the streets back in '68. They're still out there, but they're directing. They're calling the shots. And then you've got people that are still within the Department of Justice. And I'm also talking about Rosenstein, in my view, who are uh, dedicated to take this country and transform it into transform it from a representative republic into a socialist communist utopia. Utopia, and I use that word because that's what they believe that we, they, that the United States can be turned into. And of course, that's their, their selling point. You know, f- f- uh, equality for all. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Watch them double down on the legislation to advance the socialist agenda while they still can. Watch for the field of Democratic uh, candidates for the 2020 election just uh, heat up to laughable levels. But yet there will, people, there will be people who will follow, follow them and who and it will embrace this ideology. I've done a, just very briefly in closing, I, I did a lot of research on on the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the responses on, on various political boards. And I can tell you right now, we are at a flashpoint. We are at a flashpoint because the people on the left are not going to stop, and the people on the right are now getting sick and tired of the media, and they're getting sick and tired of the, the, the crap that's being pulled out there. We're, we're in, we're looking right now 
maybe the, the, the first shots, the opening salvo of a renewed civil war, much to the delight of the communists, of the Russians and the Chinese and our enemies globally. That's what's going to happen. You're going to see you're going to see the attempts because it didn't work through Mueller, the 700-some-odd days and the millions upon millions of dollars and the 2,800 subpoenas and the 500 search warrants. and None of this worked. None of it worked. Because why? Well, because President Trump did not engage in collusion and did not engage in obstruction. They're not going to they're, they're not going to stop until President Trump is gone and they could put their own puppet in there. That's where we're at, folks. I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, this was a special broadcast again. I'm speaking on behalf of the Hagman Report. It'll be back tomorrow. I want to thank you for your support. Thank you so much for your belief and your trust in me and us as a, as a group, as, as a, a team, as an organization. Have a great week lined, lined up, uh, great week planned for everyone. We'll be talking about this on our show. May God bless each and every one of you. And please, hit your knees tonight, say a prayer for our nation, say a prayer for our president, and just pray. The Doug Hagman Radio Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.